Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, oozes? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Press. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast and you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, 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 radio. Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. And here is your host. The baby face of podcasting, JC Bo. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right now, go and left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Be sure to check us out where? Right here, every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. As always, I am the host with the most, the babyface of podcasting, J.C. Bones. And I am accompanied by a sleeping... Good doctor who snores. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for the seventh dwarf. Is it the cane of the rain yet? Is it the cane of the rain? Did I miss it? Did I miss the cane of the rain? Did I miss the cane of the rain? I'm excited because the cane of the rain's back. Right? I mean, I'm freaking excited. This was, this was one of my favorite pay per views, but I just hope they do it right this time. Let's get into this shortly. Tell them who I am. Tell them who I am. I already told them you're 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 the sleepy good doctor. <laughs> you you are the seventh dwarf. Sleepy. <laughs> I thought Dopey was the seventh one. He was the one always. Dopey in the back. was the yeah, true. Well, you're a dwarf. 
in a way, I guess. I'm definitely like the only person on the podcast that's not short. True. That's very true. <laughs> but don't forget, bud. Big things come in small packages. Ooh, that was a zinger right there. I like that. Was it? Uh, that okay. was a zinger. <laughs> so, Anyways. So, Doc, we're I'm obviously... Awake. I'm awake and I'm here. It's late. We've had a long, we've had long, long work days. We got, just, we got long weekends, long days ahead of us, but we yeah. still make it a point to perform, inform, and entertain you each and every week. So, Doc, let's get right into it. King of the Ring is back, bro. King yeah, man. of the Ring is back after a four-year hiatus. Last King yes. of the Ring was back in 2015 when Wade Barrett, or at the time, Bad News Barrett, defeated Neville in the finals and became King Barrett, and unfortunately was the end of Barrett's career. Um, my only concern is that, like I said earlier, they do this right. Like, back when King of the Ring was a uh, an annual pay-per-view, they used it to really put these mid-card stars on the map and really help them grow. I mean, you have Bret the Hitman Hart, Owen Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Weird. It's you're right. The K in the Rain has worked best when it's done when it's done that. Bret Hart was already a main event, was already a multiple time champion. Right. He kind of like was like almost in the same boat as when Sheamus won in twenty ten. Like he'd already been a champion and it was kinda of almost like Okay, you've been a champion, but we're going to give you one more little bump because we think you need some extra pedigree. Right. You know, I feel like that's what the Brett thing was like. The Owen and the Austin and 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 um, Owen and Austin and whom I forget, and Triple H, Triple H. That was really done as a bump to their career. Uh, but wait, that was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. That was not even Triple H yet. Yeah, right, whatever. But that was... Actually, actually, Triple H never got that rub from winning the cane in the ring because the curtain, because of the curtain, the curtain call. call, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it really it took it took him even longer from from that point. Like the cane in the ring really wasn't that responsible for Hunter Hearst Helmsley getting over. It was supposed to be. He just had to do it the hard way because of the curtain call. Because of the curtain um, call, right? What I do like about everything here is we have a a field of all upper mid card to mid card guys. I think almost everybody on this li- on this list of participants could use a K in the Rain win, but as we talk, talk about each at each participant, you know, everybody could use it, but only there's only about I'd say like nine or ten where I could think of a gimmick that makes sense with them winning. Right. So let's get into the participants and let's talk about each one and let's think about what we think this could do for their for their immediate career. All right, let's start with, so from SmackDown, we have Ali, Andrade, Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, Elias, Kevin Owens, and Shelton Benjamin. Now, before right, well, you start, I want to start okay. with Kevin Owens, because okay. this is going to lead back to my argument about Kevin Owens that I had a few weeks ago about Kevin Owens using the stunner. You know, and how right now a lot of people are associating Kevin Owens with a Steve Austin-style star of the modern day, especially with his feud with Shane McMahon. So, let's think back now to Stone Cold Steve Austin. When was Stone Cold born at the King of the Ring? In the Ring. Do you think think that's in WWE creative's mind when when it comes to KO? I feel like the KO and Shane feud is in people's minds. 
And even though I was talking on Aftermath, how that might have been the end of it, the more I've thought about it, and, you know, t- taking to your comments, I don't, that's probably not over. That probably is going to go to Survivor Series. And I think Shane is probably going to cost Kevin Owens in this tournament. I think that's the more logical. Like, Kevin Owens has a match with Elias, and Shane costs KO. Whether it's a fight, it's not going to be a final. But, I mean, though, the, the, the prospect of Elias as Kane in the Rain is something that definitely interests me. Here's a real talented guy who could use that right now. And he could really take that music and King gimmick and make some gold out of it, I feel, and, you know, really run with it. He's one of the guys I'm looking at as like a dark horse to win the tournament. Elias. I think Elias is more likely to win the tournament than Kevin Owens. But now let's think about that, the King gimmick. It worked for some people. Like, some people didn't like it, but I think it worked great for Booker T. Even though I don't oh, think yeah. Booker T needed the gimmick change, King Booker was great when he had King. Uh, wow, he had Queen Charmel. Fit Finley was involved, and he had uh, the, the King's Court. I thought that whole gimmick, that whole run with him, was great. But then look, look who followed him. He had William Regal, who was already an established star, never main event talent, but he he won King of the Ring. Did nothing for his career. And you had Sheamus, who won, and that that did nothing for his career. He would have been a champion regardless without winning the King of the Ring. And that that one was weird. That I was at that King of the Ring when Sheamus won. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me, Smarky, and our other buddy uh, Sammy Schneider decided to get tickets. It was a Raw was in Philly, and we just got them randomly. We got great seats for like dirt cheap. And I just remember being at. I remember that tournament being very predictable. Like, I, I remember leaving there, and I had predicted who would win every match because the field was so boring and it was predictable. I like what we have here that's not very predictable. Like, there's a lot of factors in who can win this. And like you said with Sheamus, like, and to go back to the Sheamus thing, like, Sheamus won it after already being a world champion, after already getting a rub from Triple H, you know? Like, right. he didn't really need it at the time. You know, like, you know, my favorite king ever was and the, uh, is, is undoubtedly Owen Hart. I oh, he, love oh, Owen Hart yeah. owned the King of Hearts gimmick. The king of Hearts. That, that gimmick worked oh, for him. It, it was a worked gr- for him. Gr- great gimmick. He was oh, he's the best heel like ever. He was so awesome right. at just being such a fucking twat. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he also have two Slammy Awards at the same time? So he was the king yeah, and he, he was carried the, the two Slammies, right? He was the two-time Slammy Award winning King of Hearts Owen Hart. What gold. What I love it. That was. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Best king ever. E- easily the best king ever. In, in, my, in my eyes. Macho Man was a pretty awesome king. I think he was Macho King because Macho he won King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah he was pretty because Macho Man was a great heel. Right. Um, and even yeah, the Macho Man and Sherry years are very underrated. Mm-hmm. Very very underrated. Uh, um, Macho Macho Man some of his best work. You know, feud with the Warrior, one that led to an all time great match at WrestleMania Seven. You know, just proof that I guess you can put the King on a main event caliber wrestler and and roll with it. Also, but now in 2019, looking at the list of contestants on both from both Raw and SmackDown, do you think that King gimmick? All right, I know you said earlier you think you think that would work for some of these stars that we have currently. I'm looking at the at who's who is uh, on the list, and I feel like the only two former 
world champions in WWE are The Miz and Kevin Owens. Yeah, correct. yeah I'm looking at the list now, and that's it. And I don't think either one of them are winning, so I don't think we need to have that discussion. None of them need it. KO doesn't need it. He's over on his own with what he's doing. Uh, the Miz doesn't need it. He's over on his own with the whole Hollywood gimmick. He do- they don't need it, but if they, if again, if they do this correctly, it would help the two of them and give them a little push and also add something else to their resume. The Miz could be the king of show Miz. The king of show Miz. The king of show Miz. I think wah, Maurice, wah. Maurice, Maurice would make a fantastic queen. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so there is there is some. Um, I guess the Miz would be more likely to win than KO. I just see Shane costing KO, and maybe even costing the Miz too. And this leads to KO and Miz teaming up for you know, and eventually leads to maybe a Survivor Series match a couple of months down the road. Right. Maybe it leads to yeah, there, or maybe it leads to a tag match with Owens and Miz versus Elias and Shane. Or yeah, there's there's a lot of possibilities there to. Further along the Shane storylines with KO and Miz, you know, and I think that's what the Cannon Reigns were going to be used for with those guys. There's only two superstars that I think the King gimmick would work with, and they're both from Raw, and that's Baron Corbin, yeah, or Ricochet, because King, because like Baron Corbin's character is perfect for okay. a snobby asshole King, King Corbin. He is my. He's my odds-on favorite to win the tournament. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't. He's not my odds-on favorite. Do I heels think he or, could win? Heels are better kings, man. Heels are better kings. My odds-on favorite is, has to be Elias. I think Elias, Elias is, is my dark win horse. This. I think Elias is winning this. My dark horse is going to be Ricochet. Because I feel like with the push they're giving him right now, I think this could be just another notch on his belt, and it would do wonders for him. While I think other people, other stars on uh, in this tournament could get more out of it than Ricochet. Ricochet is the only person on this list who's already been a king. Everyone knows King Ricochet. He was also a prince at one time, Prince Puma. <laughs> but, but everyone knows that, you know, King Ricochet. So he's the only king. Right. In this tournament, so it makes sense for that to work. Do you think that gets worked in the storyline? I think it could. It's not like they haven't done it before. They haven't taken storylines from Independence and brought it to right. TV. They've done it before, so it could. Uh, it depend again. It depends on how they how the angle goes and who Ricochet ends up being in a storyline with going into the King of the Ring now, because I'm sure his feud with AJ is going to be done. So. Right, yeah, I think that's I think that's done too. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So real quick, let's go back to SmackDown stars. Let's talk about some other guys. Let's talk about Andrade. That's an interesting concept having him, and here we have a king doesn't speak English, and he could kind of maybe start this whole like Mexican king storyline, right. and like try trying to rewrite SmackDown for like and start maybe a USA versus Mexico type feud, kind of like. USA Canada from the you know mid nineties right when the Attitude Era started mm-hmm. and you know they get that but replace Canada with Mexico. You're also kind of tying into modern times, which is you know always risky, you know because of the the current political climate between the U.S. and Mexico, which is you know nowhere near as good as the political climate between U.S. and Canada. Not to right. get too much into politics, just saying. As fun as I, much as I would enjoy that, it's risky because you risk alienating a demographic. 
that watches your product. But every great king has an even greater queen. There are exactly two superstars in this tournament that already come with a queen, and that's The Miz and Andrade. I and, if I'm not mistaken, Buddy Murphy. Is it Buddy Murphy dated Alexa Bliss? That, that's been done, bro. You got to watch Total Divas oh. to, to get all your dirt. See, I don't watch Total Divas, ah, man. Fuck, man. Oh, man. And that you ruined one of my whole things. Nah, Total Divas. Because Bliss, Bliss would have made Bliss would have made an awesome queen. So what's oh, give me the dirt? Update me. What's going on? As far as I know, they were engaged and they broke off the engagement. They haven't been going out for a while. As what's a while? It's like, like well, multiple when the hell was Bliss on Total this? Divas? Total Di- that was like two seasons know. ago. I think that was like two, maybe even three seasons ago, bro. No. You're way behind on Total Divas, man. Yeah. You can catch it on Netflix the- though. Watch the the back episodes. I don't want to watch Total Divas. But again, I, I don't know. I'm not going to start gossiping about you know wrestlers' relationships. I really don't no, know for yeah. sure. But I, I also just never, if they are still in a relationship, they don't show it on social media like, oh, but wait a second. Wait, what am I saying? Andrade and Charlotte are fucking dating in real life, and they make it very public. Charlotte's already oh, a queen. Could... Right. Boom. Oh, that did. I had another that. layer to the Andrade thing. Right? Yeah, I didn't because I always just just I think Andrade Zelina, Andrade Zelina, mm-hmm. Andrade Zelina. Yeah. I don't even. I sometimes for, I forget that name in Charlotte. They yet I seem to think that Buddy Murphy and Alexa Bliss will date. So shows you what I yeah. fucking pay attention to. And but yeah, yeah, that makes Andrade that ups his stock in this. You know, right. to possibly win even more. But I don't think that. But I don't think they're gonna bring that on on camera. That would be very sudden. Does that start a feud between Charlotte and Zelina too? Which actually, that'd be good for Zelina. That would be good for Zelina. I'm I'm sure we'll see Zelina in the ring again soon. She hasn't been. Mm-hmm. She hasn't wrestled since. Oof, Mania. Probably the women's battle be, royal. Is she being on the PC? Do you know, or is she just doing the Andrade thing? She's just doing the Andrade thing. She hasn't been doing anything at the PC. All right, well, let's okay. move on to some other stars. Uh, let's go to Ali. I, not his time. See, he's. I have two dark horses. Uh, I'm sorry, Andrade being one. I should. I didn't mention that before. Andrade being one. The other one actually is Ali, because Man. Ali. Again, we don't know what the plans were for Ali. If he would was never injured, I know okay. that, that whole that whole uh, work. You think that him and Randy Orton had planned, but no one knows what was in store for Ali if he was never injured. Right, so this could be a great win for him. I just don't know how over Ali is with the fans. Yeah, and that's why I don't think it's his time. He's not there with the fans yet. Don't waste this now. Like, now have the tournament again another couple years and let's see where Ali's at. Then I think Ali is right future. It's just not his time yet. Not right. everybody could win, you know. Oh, and just other guys on this list, and it makes more sense as dark horses. Mm-hmm. Andrade, Elias. Um, actually, for me, Andrade, maybe Cesaro as a dark horse, you know, just because of his work rate. And right. you know, he's someone who could use this, I think. Um, guys who I think have no shot. You talk about Apollo Crews, there's no chance. Chad Gable, no chance. Shelton Benjamin, no chance. Mm-hmm. Um I would have rather seen Xavier Woods and Shelton Benjamin spot to make it a little more interesting. Yes. 
Yeah, I would have much. But, I would have loved to have seen Xavier in this. Xavier tweeted about this too after uh, they announced King of the Ring. He tweeted how he's like, "This is my favorite uh, pay per view of all time. Please let me in." I would have rather have replaced like Apollo Cruz or even Chad Gable with Xavier Woods. And then we Xavier Woods. Now you have a storyline of the New Day trying to, you know, add the King of the Ring to their collection, right? You know? Now, that only helps the New Day stock, and it helps storylines. Um, let's hop over to Raw. Yeah. So on the Raw side, we have uh, Baron Corbin, Cedric Alexander, which, real quick, I think it's it's great that they're actually doing stuff with Cedric Alexander. He was lost for a while after the shakeup, and he came over to Raw. But I'm glad they're finally doing stuff. And, dude, he has looked good in the ring against Drew McIntyre. And they're just they're – just, yeah, it's just not been the best – story it's not been the best creative for him yet right you know I, I feel like he's making the best of it there you're absolutely right you know i feel like him and buddy murphy have both been impressive mm-hmm. in their feuds with with you know, top-notch big dudes and i thought buddy murphy and roman reigns were working really well together roman was really impressive buddy he gave him a nice little twitter rub during the week yeah so you know I, it's nice to see both of those guys get uh chances but i don't think either one of them have a chance of winning the story and they're both probably gonna lose in the first round but hopefully they have impressive showings. It's right. just a stacked list here. I mean, exactly. It's a stacked list of, of mid-card talent, you know. Right. So let's go on with the rest of Raw. So we have uh, Cesaro, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, and Samoa Joe. Right there alone, I think the Raw side has more of... Raw is bringing more main event talent to the King of the Ring than SmackDown is. SmackDown, I think, has more of the the up-and-comers. SmackDown has Ali, Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin. While Raw is bringing uh, Samoa Joe, Miz, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, uh, I would even say Sami Zayn, you know, at this point. Yeah. Uh, Raw is definitely bringing more of the main event talent. So... So you heard my piece about Baron Corbin. What is your What are your thoughts about Corbin? I think Corbin is the favorite to win the tournament. Hmm. When I look at this, he hasn't been on TV. We've been kind of forgetting about him a little bit. And he's going to come out and remember how much we hate him. And he's going to keep progressing through this tournament. And he's going to do it underhanded tactics. And hopefully somewhere along the line, he wins a good wrestling match. Just so like, you know, just for his wrestling part of his character. But I really just think he would make an awesome, awesome, awesome king. I said, like I've told you a few minutes ago, I don't like face kings. Like Bret Hart didn't really work as a king. He dropped the gimmick really quickly. Um, Owen was great. Uh, um, you know, the Booker gimmick was great. Stone Cold never even ran with the king gimmick. Hunter Hearst Helmsley already had like the king gimmick without the king when he won. So like you know, I think you're looking at, I think you're looking at a, a great king gimmick with Baron Corbin. I think you're looking at, you know, Drew McIntyre, if he wins, you're going to get the stereotypical last king of Scotland gimmick or something stupid like that. I don't want him to win. I think out of everyone, the person who can get the most out of this could be Drew McIntyre. I don't think he he would take the king gimmick and run with it. He would just win the tournament and then that would just move him up a notch closer to the main event scene. I think he can really gain the most out of winning this. I don't know if Drew and Joe and Samoa Joe, for example, need it as much as, say, Corbin. 
because they're kind of already established tweeners, Drew and Joe, um, and especially Joe, more as a tweener, Drew as a, as a heel. I just think they can get where they need to go by having good feuds with good main event talent. See, I don't know. Drew McIntyre, when was the last time he held any gold? He's only he's would he win the tag titles? I think since he's tag been up with Dolph. with Dolph since he first yeah. came up to main roster. That's it. Samoa so why Joe, is at least he he's held the U.S. title? Right, and, and but and Drew's not going to have it the U.S. title anytime soon because I don't think we're going to be doing Drew and AJ anytime soon. We could be doing Drew and Seth at some point. That would make some sense. Like I feel like Drew maybe feuding like either Drew or Joe should be feuding with Seth. I think. You know, in the near future, I feel like they're the two hot, especially Joe. Joe's hot right now on Raw, and yeah. uh, you know, so I think you know he's he was even getting pop over Sami Zayn, who's from Canada, at the Raw in Canada. Yeah. So that's just that's just telling you where Joe's at right now. I think it's a waste of time for him to be in the Canterine tournament. Um, I want to see him feuding with, you know, really honestly feuding with Rollins. That's where I'd really like to see him go. So down hopefully sooner or later we're going to get that and with that being said I just don't think he needs to to win this I don't see him I mean I guess he loves winning I could see him maybe going deep maybe one round into the tournament you know and but and maybe Drew going a little further just a hair further Mm -hmm. I don't think they're winning I think I think your favorite on Raw is Corbin and I think your dark horse is Sami Zayn on the raw side, see, yeah, and I don't see I don't see Ricochet winning it either. I don't think it's. I think he's kind of like, you know, he's doing all right on his own. I don't. I think we need to look at somebody who just would take. And I know he's done the gimmick, like you said, and maybe he doesn't. Want, does he still want to do that again? Does he want to bring that back? Like, is it something? Is he a wrestler that looks as like I've done this? I want to do something different. Like, what does Jericho always say? He's always trying to evolve his character and evolve his character. Right. Is Ricochet thought I've done this already? Do I need to go back to another king gimmick? But at the you end know? of the day, it could just be Vince going, "I have a fucking great idea. We're gonna make him the king, King Ricochet." Uh, king, king Ricochet. It could be king. It, it could <laughs> king. Jeez, could be a Vince thing. Maybe Vin, Maybe that's what Vince wants. Maybe that's what they're looking for. Um, let's talk about Sami Zayn. Okay. He, he he's kept himself prominent in storylines on the main roster since he came up, whether he was a face or more so as a heel. He, Sami Zayn also needs something. He hasn't had yeah, any those titles right. either. So let him win the King of the Rings tournament, but where does he go from there? Like, Do we see him in a feud with Seth Rollins for the Universal title? Do we see him in a feud with Kofi for the WWE Championship? Where do we you see Sami Zayn if he wins this? He could- he could win the Kane Rain and go feud for a mid card title, and I'd be I think that's okay for Sam at this point because he just he hasn't done that yet either. This right. could be a step into the mid card, and you know I think Sammy's cutting great promos and doing great heel work, but I definitely think Vince McMahon looks at him as a Heath Slater type more than a you know. Oh, top card Which guy. Is really unfortunate because if you go back and yeah. watch Sami Zayn when he was, I mean, I want to say when he was in his prime, because I'm sure he still hasn't even hit his prime yet, but when he was in NXT and he was the NXT champion, he put on some fucking great, great matches. Dude, his series of matches against Cesaro. Yeah. Fucking classic, there's, dude. There's, there's dude. no doubt. The only knock you can ever put on Sami Zayn is his look. 
He doesn't have the classic WWE look. And it's not even like, you know, Daniel Bryan doesn't either, but Daniel Bryan is still like, you know, pretty chiseled and in shape and, and, you know, looking good in that sense. Whereas like Sami Zayn, not like he's out of shape, but he doesn't have that chisel either. And I think that that really hurts. Right. Yeah. And I think that really hurts you in WWE. Like, like I've said it before, like that's a tiebreaker a lot, man. But you know, when you're Kevin looking Owens. at I, look at Kevin Owens, yeah, but Kevin Owens has Samoa Joe. Yeah, but those guys are big though, but they're, they're big. big, and and they, I mean, all three of those guys that we just mentioned at top, but they're big. Like Sammy's not big. Even Mick Foley was at least like a somewhat bigger dude, right? And like Mick Foley was a hardcore guy, so it's like it's almost a different set of rules for the hardcore guys because it's about just pain and punishment and not so much technical wrestling Sami Zayn's like about technical wrestling and old school type wrestling he just I feel I, I was almost hoping like when he was off for a bit I wanted to see if he really would focus a lot of time on like getting in shape and and, and not almost like getting in shape I hate saying that he's obviously in shape just getting a little more toned because you know that what it's going to take to really get you higher up in the world of WWE that's what it took for Drew McIntyre you know he came back and you know more chiseled more intense and he's had even though he hasn't won any gold I know he's an intercontinental champion his first run and I know he hasn't won that singles talent the main roster but you know it's coming you know you, you can't rush there's a lot of people you have there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of people you have to beat and a lot of runs of the ladder you have to climb and I think you know you get more opportunities when you look the part. It's like any job, and I feel like, really feel like that hurts Sammy in WWE. It wouldn't hurt him in the independence, but it does on on this stage of pro wrestling. That's just all there is to it. Yeah. What are your thoughts about Cesaro? I I really like Cesaro, but. It just seems like he can't get the momentum that he should be getting, you know, as a singles wrestler. Um, he's a great wrestler. I think this is an opportunity for him to really shine in the ring. Like, if he's going to be in this, I hope he has some really good matches against some really good opponents. Like, you know, maybe you get like a Cesaro and you know, Sami Zayn match to open it, and Cesaro beats Sami Zayn. And yes, yeah, Sammy loses, but at least he gets a decent showing. He gets to wrestle Cesaro, mm-hmm. and you, you know, he does need to get away. I feel like from the joke character, Sammy. And this is going to go this how he's booked in this tournament is going to go a long way to what Vince and Creative's real plans are for him because I just don't think I think it looks bleak right now. Yeah, I don't think Cesaro. Hmm, how do I word this? I don't Cesaro... think Cesaro. That's for Cesaro. That's for Cesaro and Sami Zayn, by the way, you know. Okay. But I want to see him have a real, at least one really, really good TV match, Cesaro. That's and what I'd like to see out of him. I guarantee we're going to see at least one really good match out of Cesaro. But I don't think Cesaro needs this platform to show what he can do in the ring because Cesaro shows what he can do in the ring all the time. He always puts on great matches no matter who he's in the ring with. I'm starting after all these years now to lean more towards the Vince McMahon side. You know, back when uh, Vince McMahon was interviewed by Steve Austin on Austin's podcast, Vince said that Cesaro lacks charisma. And over the years, you know, as much as I love Cesaro in the ring, I loved like what he was doing with Sheamus in the bar. He definitely does lack the charisma 
when he's out there by himself. He Cesaro has looked better in WWE whenever he's teamed up with someone. More specifically, most recently, of course, The Bar with Sheamus. That was probably his best run he's had in WWE since he joined the company. And I Unquestionably. Think, I think until Cesaro figures out where his charisma is, I think that's going to hold him back from being a, a top-tier uh, single star. Right, he's always been. He's been a great tag team wrestler throughout his career in the indies too, mm. and you know it's in, you're absolutely nailed it, man. It's just there's some sort of weird. It's it's just a thing. It's something missing. I can't really like. It's hard to pinpoint. You say it's charisma, and he has like a personality, and he has like a thing that he does. But yeah, it's just there's something just not quite clicking yet, and you know it's just a matter of time. You know, hope, well, I said, hopefully it's a matter of time before he puts it together. But at the same time, you know, how much longer is he going to be able to stay afloat in the mid-card right. scene as more NXT talent gets called up over time? Right. All right. So give me two winners, two potential winners, one from SmackDown, one from Raw. Corbin on Raw. <sighs> And Elias on SmackDown. Doc, it looks like we agree tonight. Yeah, it just it just makes sense, and it'll it'll further the Shane McMahon storylines with the fit with with possibly Miz and Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both deserving of it. They're both really solid in ring workers. Um, they've both shown me a lot over the past year. When Elias gets a chance to show you something, I think he does well. Um, Corbin does exactly what he's supposed to do he Mm -hmm. makes the fucking crowd hate him that's what his job is he's a heel he's a a fucking he's a good fucking heel like it's it's, and i just i i recognize that and i appreciate that i think vince mcmahon does i think triple h does i think everybody backstage with any sort of wrestling you know intellect and anybody watching with on tv with any wrestling intellect knows that you know you go because it's 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 fun to boo him. You want to boo him. It's okay. You know, you're not doing anything wrong by doing that. So same with Elias, Corbin and Elias. They're my they're my top two to go for it. Just a uh, couple of side notes. If this plays out over the next few weeks, the first round would be this week on Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, the quarterfinals would be the week after. And then the semifinals would be September 9th and 10th and at the Raw and SmackDown at Madison Square Garden. Yes, which yes. I'm still definitely trying to get tickets for. And then the final would take. I'm I'm reading. This is on Wikipedia, so obviously you don't know if it's real or not. And I can't find anything online with an official schedule. But that would also lead you up to a final at Clash of Champions, which is down in Charlotte. Which is the next pay per view, which makes sense. Makes which sense. sets up. Which sets up also your Andrade Charlotte Flair thing. You're in Charlotte, the Queen. You know. Oh, it's in Charlotte. Yeah, the final oh, clash of champions, clash of champions is in Charlotte. So I guess Andr- I guess Andrade is is high on my list of possible winners from SmackDown, mm-hmm. and I guess my next on Raw, maybe the Miz, maybe the Miz. My two dark horses from SmackDown it's Andrade, from Raw it's Ricochet. Yeah. Okay. So, cool. Well, hey, I'm looking forward to this tournament. Um, I would have. Love to have seen the King of the Ring come back as an annual pay-per-view. 
and they just do they do the entire bracket in one night. I always thought that was really fun. Uh, now, let's think about why they're holding the King of the Ring tournament. What is the purpose of it? I think it's kind of ironic how they just thought about this shortly after the passing of Harley Race, of the King Harley Race. Yeah, I mean, there. Could, I, I guess there could be some sort of correlation, but honestly, for me, my thought is just you have two new guys in charge of Raw and SmackDown, and they're just putting some talent out, some mid-card talent out there to showcase themselves, and let's see who's ready to be elevated to the main event. I think you're more. I think you're just seeing more, more along. I think that's more the logic of it. I feel like something like this had to be planned out. Well, I guess you never know what's planned out in the world of WWE, since Vince just rewrites scripts as he pleases. Right. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe this was it was a, a thought like, oh, Harley Race died. How can we honor him? Let's do a K in the Ring tournament. Oh, just give us a chance to look at some of these upper mid card guys and see who's ready for a chance in the main event. Right on. Well, we, like I said, and I'm sure you agree with me too, Doug, I hope they do this the right way. Because like, as we all know, from back in the day when King of the Ring was around the 90s, it was put there to help put those mid-card stars on the map. It was, I mean, a, it was, a, it was an equivalent to winning the Royal Rumble. Almost. Exactly. Just you without know? the title shot. Well, he, even Mabel got a fucking title shot when he won the King of the Ring. Oh, my God. King Mabel. I forgot about him. Yeah, Man, wow. it's easy to, easy to forget about him. That was fucking terrible. That Mabel was, that was, was awful. atrocious. Atrocious. I thought Kevin Nash was going to kill him in their match yep. at SummerSlam 95. <laughs> I forgot. I, and he actually fought for the title. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, it was so. a quick, short match. He, it, it was just, I thought, it, it, you see the look on his face in the match. Like, what the fuck is this main event you got me in? And a year later, the NWO started. And rumor had it that Mabel was supposed to be the third man. There's just no fucking way. Yeah, dude, dude, <laughs> Dave Meltzer reported that that Bischoff was in talks with Mabel to bring him in as the third man. Do you think Nash shot that down? No, that was never actually an idea. Bischoff even said it's all bullshit. Oh, okay. Just like oh, okay. Meltzer, right. just like Meltzer said, you. the third Thank man, you. the third man was supposed to be the, the British Bulldog. That was also complete horseshit. Yeah. But that's just yeah, they, Meltzer for you. <laughs> well, everybody got fooled on that one, man. Yeah. That was crazy. It's funny. When you go back and you watch Bash at the Beach now and you watch like when Hogan came out and made the heel turn, um, you do see people in the crowd like cheering, like yeah. Sparks who have been waiting for been Hogan waiting to for turn heel for years. Yeah. 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 You can see the Sparks in there like really just like, Hogan's a heel. Yeah. <laughs> So, speaking of heel, let's get into our next topic. Fam, we're going to talk about the long-awaited return of the boss, Sasha Banks. But first, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. What is going on, everybody? This is your resident Universal Royalty King, Ricky Rose, speaking. And if you like what you're listening to right now, I want to invite you guys to check out my wrestling show, the Kings of the Rings podcast, coming out with a new episode each and every Friday right here on Wrestle Addict Radio. You don't want to miss it. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Doc, you know what time it is? 
boss time. It's baby. boss time. I fucking hate when Cole says that. But all you know, I, aside, I hate, I hate is... that because I always think of Springsteen when he says it. <laughs> I always think of Springsteen when he says it. <laughs> That's when you know you're from Jersey. But all joking aside, it is definitely boss time. I love everything about her return this past week. I think the the timing was done, was perfect to do it in the middle of Natty's, uh, Natty cutting a promo, Natty cutting an emotional promo, talking about Jim Neidhart. Like, you know, Natty was like, if you're going to make your return, you're going to, you're going to interrupt me when I'm talking about about my father. And it was perfect. And dude, who the fuck was she fooling with that goddamn purple wig? <laughs> I was like, that's not her fucking hair. Her hair is okay. not that long. That, I'll think about Think, think. In a world before social media, would you have been fooled? Yeah, that fucking wig looked terrible. I knew it was a goddamn wig as soon as she walked out that goddamn curtain. <laughs> but you also knew it was a wig because you saw it on Instagram. Your brain already knew. It's, so do no, you, no. No, because at first, when it was a far camera, I'm like, holy shit, her hair's purple again. That's cool. As soon as they got close, I'm like, that's a fucking wig. <laughs> it looked terrible. My wig game's off, dude. I don't pay attention to wigs like that. That's my wife's job. I'm just saying. <laughs> I thought I agree with you, man. I thought the return was great. I loved the viciousness. I loved the arrogance. I loved the way she strutted around the rain, the little just... The smirks and the grins, like, hey, the boss is back. Um, I love that Becky got involved. I thought her and Becky, that was a great segment. I thought she, Sasha looked really, really strong. And Becky needs a strong challenger right yes. now. Thank you. And, yes. and, and this was perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Absolute perfect timing. And you know, it's funny. You brought up Cole, the boss time. I thought cole did a good job at calling this like the way he described it and the way he was describing sasha i thought cole like like pulled some stuff out of a playbook i haven't either never seen before or i haven't heard in a long time i just go go back and watch it again i thought he did a good job on commentary okay you know just they they just bringing across just how disgusted and how you know just how disgusted he was by these actions and the adjectives he was using to describe Sasha and her attack at times. And of course, Corey always goes mark out anti-Sasha. It's part of his gimmick. Exactly. (laughs) Now, let's talk about Becky Lynch involved in this as well. Um, I I think it's great that Sasha is going after Becky, which means she's going to be going after the title, which means they're probably going to be fighting a clash of the champions. But who needs who more? Do you think Sasha needs Becky or do you think Becky Uh, needs uh, Sasha They need each other. They They need each other, man. They really do. Becky said Becky needs a big time challenger. Like Becky and Sasha could be the main event of Clash of the Champions. They very well could be. Yes. That could very well be the main event at Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. It's Clash of Champions, not Clash of the Champions. All right, Clash, Clash of, of champions. champions. Clash of Champions. Yeah. It's like I mean it's a new set of Roman numerals too, because mm-hmm. it's Clash of Champions. Either way, we got that out of the way. Now that's been bothering me since I've heard the announcement. Um <laughs> they both need each other, Sasha and I, I almost feel like if they're gonna fight a Clash of Champions, I think Sasha should win. I think she should win the title. Mm. I mean, if you're gonna bring her back and you're gonna make her a respectable heel character, what better way than to beat your top wrestler in the I whole disagree. promotion. I disagree. And, and 
and and you hold that title, and you make Becky chase for that again. I, I am. I think Sasha wins if she comes back. No, let let's continue this feud for a few months with Becky and Sasha. Let you Sasha still, chase you for the Sasha title win. because you, you don't want a heel chasing. You want faces chasing. All right, fine. Maybe not chasing it, but going after, going after Becky, going after the title. Because let's think about Kevin Owens when he first came back. Okay, now you know that's probably a bad example because he was kind of babyface-ish. Right, yeah, it was weird when he first came back. It was weird when he first came back because he kind of hopped around his character a little bit because of, I guess the Saudi Arabia show is what made it weird, amongst other things. And I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, the details off the top of my head. But I I, I don't know, man. You're bringing him, being Sasha, excuse me, Sasha, bringing her on hot like this. Like, let her get the win over Becky and maybe have Becky chase Sasha. I think that's the more, I think that's going to get you better ratings. I think it's going to get you a better show. Like, I imagine, like, you know, Becky coming out after losing to Sasha and just being on fire, giving her all sorts of hell and demanding rematches, taking care of all comers who stand in between Becky and getting her rematch with Sasha. Like, you could really make something out of that and showcase. Becky again as the challenger and she was great as the challenger you know trying to attain that thing. and I'm not saying she hasn't been a great champion she's been a great champion too but like the women's division needs some some juice right now and maybe a title change just to get a new woman holding the strap to help elevate another woman and Sasha you know Becky's gonna do work good work getting getting Sasha getting back to Sasha and she's also gonna be working with other wrestlers as she beats them to get back to Sasha I think I think it's smart business for Sasha Banks to win this match if it's Sasha and Becky at Clash of Champions. I would love it if Sasha won because, again, this is something I think Sasha needs in general just in her career because her career has been, I don't want to say lackluster, but it's like, you know the term smack the tip? (laughs) It's like with Sasha Banks, they're always smacking the tip. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I'm almost there. Right, smack the tip right at the very yeah. end. Oh, very end. almost. Oh. You know, it's, and yeah, she. See, I feel like she's just been at the same. She's been cruising at the same spot for a couple years now. Right, but now, yeah, if she wins the title at Clash of the Champions, she can't fucking lose the next night on Raw. Lose it back to Becky. No, she has terrible no. luck being a champion and holding on to those titles for a an extended amount of time. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. You cannot do. You got to give her a a decent. You know, give her at the very least a Survivor Series, mm-hmm. very least. So after Clash of the Champions, do we think Becky? I I think Becky and Sasha is going to continue. I think Becky is going to have, like I said, earn her way back to Sasha. Whether that means you know beating other women on the roster to get there, and they have a rematch at Hell in a Cell, like yeah, I think that makes sense. Like maybe you know, almost like you know how Kofi had to run the gauntlet to get his chance at Daniel Bryan. Right. You can have same situation for Becky. You got to assume that management doesn't like her. She's an outlaw. Mm-hmm. She breaks the rules. She does what she wants. That kind of writes itself well. Yeah, but I, it's stale. Yeah, I know. Yes, and no. Approach. It, it's yeah, a stale but, approach. but look, I know. they they bought her back, and she's going right into the title picture, right into the main event scene. They'll let her win. Yeah, something different. 
I thought it's a little more unpredictable, even though I'm predicting it. <laughs> you know, one thing I did say before SummerSlam was that after SummerSlam, we're going to see, um, no pun intended. Oh, excuse me. Sleepy bones. Oh, man, that's what you get for fucking working all Mr. day. Mr. Sandman. Coming to the studio. Bring me a dream. Midnight. Um, but anyway, what was I saying now? Damn it. You were saying after SummerSlam, oh, they yeah. need I to. I was saying the, the women's division uh, was going to get like a shot in the arm. You know, there was going to be a big shakeup going on in the women's division. And again, I was hoping for Ronda's return. I was hoping to see some more returns throughout the week because I felt like, I feel like a lot of women's wrestlers are kind of on the shelf but ready to come back. And I, I thought maybe we'd get a whole bunch of them come back during the week of SummerSlam. Uh, but Sasha's return alone already gave that women's division at least right. on raw i think the shot in the arm that it needed hey i absolutely agree that was a huge moment for the women's division mm-hmm. they need like you said they needed it and i think sasha is the perfect uh the perfect woman for this she's kind of got a chip yeah. on her shoulder right now she has something to prove um she knows she has another op if she does prove that she can hang and she still doesn't get the respect she deserves. Because I think Sasha can I think heel Sasha especially can hang and is a huge part of WWE's solution. And honestly, it's either going to work and Sasha's going to have a, a long title reign or a couple title reigns in the next you know year or two, or she's going to leave for AEW because she's still really, really young. Yeah, but I still think she has some time in her contract. I don't know how long, but I could see them utilizing her the right way this time around. Yeah. Dude, speaking of contracts, and we have to talk about this before we sign off for tonight. Um, let's talk about the handshake agreement. Did you read about this with Dolph and Vince? No, you sent me that article. I did not okay. read it, though. Okay. Apparently, this is rumor, Vince and Dolph had a handshake agreement that SummerSlam weekend was going to be his last weekend. He's going to be released on this compromise contract, and Vince reneged on it. Oh, shit, really? Did, did, yeah. Did, did it say and that he, Dolph he, was requesting it? Dolph, requ- yeah, Dolph, requ- they made a deal. Dolph wanted to leave. Vince was going to gr- handshake agreement. They were, he was going to grant him his release after SummerSlam weekend, and he, and he backed out. And he's just gonna. And apparently, he's just gonna pay Dolph to sit at home. Wow. Yeah, because you know that is Vince does not want his people to go to the competition. He would rather waste money like that than do that. That is so fucking petty, dude. Why do you think Sasha wasn't released? Just seems. Correct me if I'm wrong. That just seems like stupid fucking business. Why would you pay somebody to not fucking work? Vince could pay me to not fucking work and sit on my yeah. ass at home. <laughs> I mean, Vince, I'm not Vince, saying, I'm not saying it's... Slide into my DMs, bro. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, Dolph, I'm sure, is, I'm sure Dolph will enjoy the paid time off, you know? Mm. It just doesn't seem like it makes much sense to me. Right. I, I, I mean, I know Dolph's older, so I'm sure Vince thinks that by the time his contract up, he won't even be able to wrestle in AEW. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, something along those lines. So that was, yeah, I saw that. And another interesting uh, thing I saw, uh, Nia Jax deleted all her WWE references from her social media. Really? 
Yeah. yeah. The double ACL tear, Nia Jax. Um, I hope this means that she is no longer going to be wrestling. Mm. I don't think she should be wrestling, and that's just all there is to it. I want to talk about one more thing before we okay. sign off today. Yeah, what do you got? The Performance Center announced some of their yes. new signings this week. And there are two big names that are now at the Performance Center, which is huge. First of all, Austin Theory, the current Evolve Heavyweight Champion, uh, reported to the PC this week. And, man, if you've never seen Austin Theory... You got to see him. Go back and watch Evolve, uh, the 10th anniversary that's on the network, and watch Austin Theory. This guy is going to be the future of the company. Yeah, that the Evolve events on my wrestling backlog right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably gonna do that and then hit up Takeover. To, I'm, I'm backlogged on NXT like stuff right now. So, yeah. oh, okay. but no, I've heard I've heard that uh, he was he was awesome at the Evolve show. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I'm looking forward to seeing him, like all these independent guys that come to NXT. I'm always looking forward to see what they do in an NXT reign because it's such an awesome place for them to showcase their talent. They're so just happy for the opportunity to be seen by that many people. It's, it's great. I, I, NXT has been the best thing to happen to wrestling in the past decade. Yep. So it's just great to see that theories here now. And... and- we also have a top women's star, Santana we Garrett. We all know her because she was in the Mayon Classic. Uh, I believe she was in both uh, both renditions of the tournament uh, two years in a row. Santana Garrett is a huge name on the independent scene. She was the WOW uh, Women of Wrestling champion, and she had a great feud with Jungle Girl. Jungle Girl, that's G-R-R-R-L. And and Tessa Blanchard, uh, phenomenal feud between the three of them. Uh, this was about a year ago. No, not a year ago. I lied. Less than a year ago. But it was a great feud. If you haven't seen Santana Garrett, look her up on YouTube. Check her out. Check her out on in the Mayon Classic. Now uh, we talking like feud night with the feud. What would you say it was the highlights of that feud? The wrestling? Would you say it was the the promo work? Was it an altogether hodgepodge of things? It was a hodgepodge of things. Um, I would definitely say more so the wrestling because if you've never seen w- women of wrestling, wow, it's it's a very fun promotion, but it's very cliche. It's very. Like, the, the promos are very vanilla. Like, there's no okay. real substance behind what they're, like, what, what they're saying to each other. And also, let's not forget, this also stems off of Glow, which, again, was, suppo- was originally made to be a kind of a spoof off, off of professional wrestling with all women. Yeah. So that's kind of where this came from, because D- D- David McFarland, I hope I, didn't, I, hope I guessed the right name, not Mc, yeah, McFarland. Uh, he, you know, started Glow, and now he's over with Wow. So it still has like that old school, gorgeous ladies of wrestling feel, you know, with the promo style. So, and it's also hard for me to tell. Okay, so is she a good promo talker? Because all right, they're obviously reading. Oh, you know what? I don't want to say reading a script because I don't even know if they're if they're reading scripts and promos. They're probably not. They're obviously directed to be cliche and tongue-in-cheek. And, yeah, and very cheek. much. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, anyway, going back to what you had asked, though, I think it's mainly uh, for the wrestling. 
Definitely the wrestling well, is what puts them And then she'll thrive in NXT. And then mm-hmm. we'll see where those promo skills are really at. Because well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She'll, be taking NXT. Prom- she'll be taking promo class 101 anyway. Right. So. And man, just the, just the, just the wrestlers down there working, like the, the veterans down there training in the PC. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Shawn Michaels down there. I think is he down there full time now? Yeah, he's always yeah. down there. Yep. I mean, who, 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 what wrestler in the world doesn't want to train under Shawn fucking Michaels? Right. You know, like that's a huge coup. As long as, as long as I think he's involved in NXT. And Triple H, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like I think WWE will never be like you know we'll, we'll never see a situation where they lose ratings like the, where they lose to WCW like they did for so long for the eighty three weeks, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think I think and I think NXT. What I said, most important thing to happen at least in WWE this past decade. NXT means they'll always be fresh. There's always going to be something fresh for diehard wrestling fans to watch in WWE because of NXT, and it's and you're always going to be see guys guys trained by arguably the greatest fucking wrestler ever. Right, and I'm really excited for NXT and all the NXT stars because reports are coming out more and more. Uh, with more confirmation about NXT going to FS1, to Fox Sports. Yeah. And we're already mid-August. October's going to be here before you know it, everyone. So get ready to watch wrestling on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. We're going to have wrestling on like every night of the week. Are you ready? Are you ready for the Wednesday Night Wars? That, that that's where it's going to be huge. See, I wonder now if NXT goes to FS1, are they going to are they going to stay on Wednesdays? I think yeah, I I hope so. Come on. It's it's see, let's do it. Wrestling was fun when during the Monday Night Wars. Let's okay. fucking do it. Let's do it to two like and that's and that's WWE's brand that has a chance at beating AEW. Because that's exactly. where the fan base is crossed. Yes. AEW fans will watch NXT. They may not be watching Raw and SmackDown, but most of them are probably watching NXT. If, where, if Vince wants to give AEW legit competition, then he needs to make sure that he really, that he steps back, lets Triple H run shit on, on NXT, and let NXT be legit competition for AEW. Right, and then if they're going to attract any AEW fans that aren't watching their product, which is a lot apparently according to studies, then they're most likely going to be interested in what's going on in NXT. That's the style of wrestling that's going to attract the AEW fan that's not watching WWE product right now. Right. Well, listen, there's a lot going on right now with the uh, fallout from SummerSlam, the return of Sasha Banks, and the King of the Ring tournament coming up starting next week on Raw. So... Doc, we touched on some really good points tonight. Uh, interested to see what the rest of, uh, well, I'm sorry, for ne- what next week brings. I can't wait for the King of the Ring to kick off. So Me neither. On that note, Doc, and fam, that's all the time we have for today. So if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to episode 38. Wow, 38 of the fourth wall wrestlecast if you haven't already please be sure to give wrestle addict radio a follow on twitter at addict underscore wrestle and on instagram at wrestle addict radio and be sure to hit that subscribe button and 
check us out every Saturday right here on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Almost forgot what I was going to say there for a second. And please give us a follow at Fourth Wallcast. That's the number four T H W A double L C A S T. You can find us on all social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at JC Bones. You can follow Doc on Twitter at Dr. Haas. 4WC. Check out our third man, Johnny Smarks, on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. And also show some love for our social media ambassador. Yeah, I wanted to kind of give her like another like a nickname kind of thing. I couldn't think of one though. I'm not witty enough to think of something that quick. So anyway, <laughs> show some love to our social media ambassador, our very own Miss Booty's Worth, Jesse J. You can find her on Twitter. Guess where? At Miss Booty's Worth. How how perfect is that, right? And last but not least, really show your support by joining the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestleaddictradio, where for as low as $5 a month, you'll receive a Google of exclusive content from all of the Wrestle Addict Radio personalities. Fourth Wall WrestleCast has a ton of content coming your way. Audio content, video content. We're going to probably have some newsletters, some blogs. We're going to have a lot of stuff for uh, all of our loyal listeners. So, patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio. $5 a month. Show your support and come join the fam. And with that being said... If you've enjoyed the fourth wall experience, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, subscribe, and join our Patreon and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the fourth wall WrestleCast and we are here to keep wrestling real. Goodbye and good night. What about, like, the queen of the computer screen? No, the queen of the Twitter machine. Queen of the Twitter machine. Yeah. There you go, Jesse, if you're listening. That, that's going to be your name. Queen of the Twitter machine.